The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working, office, meeting, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. And if you were a little bit bleary-eyed this morning, well, it may very well have been because you stayed up to watch our gridiron hero Detroit Lions lose to the Packers in, yet again, strange fashion. The Lions always find new ways and creative ways to lose games. Sometimes it is directly their fault. Sometimes it is not. Sometimes it is a combination of all sorts of things. But this morning, one thing is clear. Most of you are blaming the refs. Is that accurate? Is it not? Well, there's a little bit of truth in all this kind of stuff. Joining me this morning for the program will be Pat Batchelor, of course, my friend from WDET, to break down last night's Lions game, which many of us are still stinging a little bit over. That's coming up on the show. Stick around. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey, welcome back to the Craig Folly Show here on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me today. And if you're like me, you might be a little bit groggy this morning because you stayed up to watch Monday Night Football. The Detroit Lions falling to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in Green Bay by a score of 23-22. The Packers kicked a last-second field goal to win the game. And a lot of people are arguing this morning that the refs are responsible for the Lions' loss. Well, there is something to that. There's a lot more to it as well. And joining me to break down the game, as he does every, every day after the Lions game, is my friend Pat Batchelor. He's the morning anchor at WDET, Detroit Public Radio. Pat, welcome back. It's always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, you know, I suppose if you're a Lions fan, you know, you wake up this morning and you're thinking to yourself, same old Lions, or perhaps uh, Lions found a new and creative way to, to lose a game that, frankly, they should have won last night. Again, on the road against a tough team in Green Bay. Uh, the difference between first and last place was winning this game last night. Lions, of course, lost. Uh, first of all, before we get into the refs and the calls, you got to say the Lions wasted some significant opportunities early in the game to score touchdowns, which would have made some of these late calls not matter. Yeah, you're not going to beat a team like the Green Bay Packers kicking five field goals, uh, as good as Matt Prater is at that. Uh, you've got to you've got to put you got to take advantage of these opportunities and put points on the board. I mean, uh, when you 
when your main running back, Carryon Johnson, gains 34 yards on 13 carries, I mean, if you can't build an effective running game against a team like the Packers, uh, you're, you're not going to have a lot of success. Uh, also, when you make mistakes, like having 12 men on the field for a field goal attempt uh, the, uh, the, that gives the Packers the ball back, and then the, instead of a field goal, they get a touchdown, I mean, that's a four-point swing right there that uh, could have very well been the difference in the game and given the Lions an opportunity to uh, win. You've got to win games like this, and you can't beat yourself with your own mistakes, and you've got to be able to run the ball effectively. Now, now that's that's very true. I would not disagree with any of those points. Um, you know, I, I thought the Lions actually looked pretty sharp, and, and what bothers me, I guess, is that there was a really good defensive effort by the Lions last night, uh, which was somewhat wasted in this game because they kept the Lions ahead until the very, very end of the game. The defense was outstanding yesterday. Aaron Rodgers wasn't, you know, airing it out all over the place like he typically does. I thought their coverage was good. I thought they got to the quarterback a couple of times. They were pretty effective against the run for the most part. I mean, the the Packers didn't exactly light up the scoreboard either yesterday. No, they didn't. And uh, again, a lot of the uh, scoring that they did uh, was due to um, mistakes that the Lions made. And also, one could argue, on questionable officiating that uh, kept uh, the last drive alive uh, and gave the Packers uh, a pretty easy chip shot uh, field goal attempt to win the game. Um, You know, you mentioned running the ball. I thought uh, that uh, Green Bay did a little bit better job of running the ball, uh, gaining uh, their their top running back. Williams uh, uh, got 104 yards on 14 carries. Um, you know, the, the Lions defense played very solidly. You're right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, put up decent numbers, but not the kind of numbers uh, that you certainly could expect from Aaron Rodgers, the kind of numbers he's put up on the Lions in the past. I'm not really sure what's missing here. It might be one piece. Uh, you know, the Lions are a good team, but so far in the last couple of games, they haven't shown yet that they're good enough to overcome their own mistakes. And And not quite good enough, almost, but not quite good enough to beat better teams. And the Packers, I think, well, you know, if you look at their record, I think you can certainly argue that they're a better team. Uh, they're certainly a playoff contender at 5-1. and one. Um, The Chiefs, they've lost their last two games since uh, beating the Lions a couple of weeks ago, but they're still considered a top contender. You know, you, you, just, have to, you just have to figure out you know, what the right mix is and execute everything all at the same time and do it well to have a chance to win these games. Well, you know, again, the the talk of the town, obviously, though, are the bad calls by the refs. And there were some bad calls. And I like to point out to people that the Lions are the best team in the league at making sure that the refs can affect the outcome of a game <laughs> because they don't pull away from teams when they should. They don't take advantage of all the opportunities they should. Uh, they were competitive last night, but they put themselves in a position where bad calls could cost them the game. Uh, here's the weird thing. The the umpire who made those two hands-to-the-face penalty calls that were so roundly criticized, not just here in Detroit, but everywhere. I mean, Booger McFarland on Monday Night Football was all over this. The folks on the NFL Network after the game were saying it was bad. But the umpire who made those calls is a guy I actually know personally, <laughs> an old family friend of mine. So I feel sort of bad for the dude uh, because he is being roundly criticized for making the wrong call last night. 
Well, the problem that you run into here is that uh, you run the risk of getting into that mentality of, well, it doesn't matter what the Lions do. If they're in a close game, the, lion, the, the refs are going to uh, uh, hose them anyway. Uh, you can't think like that. You've got to be good enough to overcome mistakes and bad calls. And it isn't just the Lions. I mean, the officiating across the NFL this season, by all accounts, has been atrocious. And, you know, so bad calls are going to happen. You just have to figure out a way to uh, work around them and not let them affect the outcome of the game, which obviously is easier said than done, especially in the case of the Lions. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it's bad all over the place, uh, as far as I understand. Well, you know, at the same time, though, those are really bad calls because they were so inopportune in terms of the timing of them. The Lions get a sack on third down to force a punt in the fourth quarter that would have given them possession and an opportunity to add to their lead. That gets taken away, so Green Bay gets to keep driving down the field, eventually scores a touchdown, and another one, which would have at least preserved some time on the clock for the Lions to at least try to get into field goal range on a third down once again where they would have stopped the Packers and forced that field goal with a minute left. I mean, this is one of those things, those are game-changing moments. It's one thing if it's yes, on first are. down or second, but this is the kind of thing that, again, the league has to do something about, and I'm not sure what they can do other than say, hey, we screwed up. Sorry about that. Which would be fine. It doesn't change the outcome of the game, uh, unfortunately, but, uh, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, something has to be done. Uh, the NFL has to address this. Uh, the, uh, the the officiating crews uh, all over the league are being roundly criticized for uh, bad calls or missed calls, and it becomes a problem uh, for fans, you know, because uh, especially with a team like, like the Lions, I know it's easy to look at last night and think, yeah, same old Lions, and to an extent there were some Lion-esque moments uh, Uh, to be sure. But this is a team that is, you you just, they're almost, I mean, they're just on the verge of being not just a good team, but a really good team, one that does play well against the the better teams in the league and should be able to beat them, but just so far have not been able to. Uh, But again, you can't let that mentality sink in. Bad calls are going to happen and you just have to forget them immediately and come up with plays uh, to win the game. Well, what about this concept, though? I mean, this is the kind of thing where the Lions, if they feel like, hey, we've been putting together some good games here, you know, the defense is playing pretty well, I think. Uh, you know, the offense has shown some sparks. I, I, I like Kenny Galladay. He's on the verge of superstardom. Uh, and, and it certainly seems as if this is the kind of chip on their shoulder that they could carry through the season if they choose to use this as motivation. If they want to go with this Detroit versus everybody sort of mentality, is that the kind of thing that could actually help a team? It can. It can also hurt. I mean, as I said, if, if you have that in your subconscious that everybody's out to get you, then you're going to make mistakes. Uh, they're just going to happen uh, and and. You know, you you don't want that. Yes, I think a a, a mentality like that uh, can be useful if they if they use it to execute, if they use it to uh, make plays and create situations, like you said, where they don't find themselves in a spot where the refs can dictate an outcome of the game. Uh, the, the next game they've got coming up is an example. They play the Minnesota Vikings at Ford Field, and the Vikings are another good team. They handed it to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on, uh, uh, on uh, Sunday. And, uh, you know, this is, a te- this, is, this is a must win for the Lions because they've lost two in a row. Uh, both tough losses against good teams. Uh, they lose this one. Now you're now you're talking about a three-game losing streak after a two 
2-0-1 start. Now you start to doubt yourself. Now you start to uh, wonder if, uh, you know, things are just going to un- unfold uh, the-, the way they usually do for the Lions. Doubt starts to creep in. You start to make mistakes again. Uh, it is not only important for the Lions to beat the Vikings. I think they have to pummel the Vikings. I think they need they need to go out and they need to put a beat down on somebody so that they can show the world, show the NFL, we're a good team. We're not going to let these other circumstances we can't control dictate how we're going to do things. So we're just going to, you know, we're going to make sure those things don't happen by simply dominating other teams, beating the daylights out of them. If there is a team in the league in which they could do that to, in terms of the division, I'd have to say it is Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that can either have a great game like he did the other day, or he can be awful. Uh, and if there's you put not, pressure there's on not him. a lot of middle ground there. No, and the Lions have to have a solid pass rush uh, against Kirk Cousins on Sunday. They've got uh, the, the, Those guys have to be in his face, and they have to stuff the running game if Minnesota has one. Uh, just uh, put, these, put their offense back in their heels uh, and... You know, th- throw the ball, sling it downfield uh, the way uh, the the Lions did. Matthew Stafford hooked up uh, early in the game yesterday uh, with uh, uh, on a on a sixty six yard pass that uh, uh, that set up a score. A flea flicker. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, be aggressive. Uh, open those holes. Uh, the The offensive line has to open holes for Carryon Johnson. You get him in space, he's gonna he's gonna tear through a lot of defenses. Uh, they have, uh, like I said, just go into this game. Don't worry about what happened in Green Bay. Put that beside and just focus on this game and focus on just, as I said, beating the daylights out of the Vikings. Well, this is one of those things, though, that, you know, hating on the refs and uh, and thinking that, uh, once again, this is a classic uh, anti-Lions screw job, for lack of a better term. That seems to make the fans feel good, though. Sure it does. But, you know, these <laughs> don't get me started on Lions fans. Uh, I mean, I, I have to be <laughs> measured. I have to be measured, of course, in what I say uh, as, a, as a broadcaster. But, uh, no, the, you, you've. Once you start thinking that way, then you can excuse just about anything. And the Lion and Lions fans have excused a lot uh, over the last sixty years. I mean, they keep they keep buying the tickets, they keep coming back for more. Um, say what you will about you know judgment, I guess uh, in 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 that case. But no, you've got to start you've got to start looking at it like okay, uh, yeah, it feels like that, but. You, you, you just can't put yourself in that position if you're the Lions. There's no margin for error. You have got to execute. You have got to play well every single down. Uh, you know, again, it's, 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 it's hard to be perfect, of course, especially in a, in a league like the NFL. But just don't, don't put yourself in that position. Make the plays, score touchdowns, stop the other team, and, and, and dominate an opponent for once and, and, and put, put all that put all that ref blaming out of uh, out of the fans minds well it's too bad we don't have the miami dolphins on the schedule because they would probably <laughs> they would probably be one of those teams that the lions could dominate um yeah getting off the lines for just a second i'm sorry but the miami dolphins the product they're putting on the field right now is shameful uh their ownership should be ashamed tanking the season so obviously uh trading away whatever talent they had in hopes of getting uh you know the first pick in the draft We've seen this in the NBA before. The NBA's been working hard to get it out of the game. The NFL, we don't usually see people doing it on purpose. 
Well, and and they've got some competition uh, in, in this respect too. Uh, when you when you when you look at it, I mean, uh, they're uh, they have uh, they're zero and six or zero and five. The Bengals are zero and six, so Cincinnati is giving uh, Miami a run for its money. Uh, Washington, Atlanta, uh, the New York Jets. I mean, uh, hey, you know, the Jets they, won the other day. Beat the Cowboys. Yeah, well, anymore, who isn't beating the Cowboys? Uh, another team that, that have, never bothers uh, me, up. though, Pat. No, no, no. Yeah, doesn't bother me either. Uh, uh, nobody who who likes the Cowboys outside of Dallas. They say America's team. Yeah, the the team America loves to hate is, <laughs> right. uh, is the Dallas Cowboys. But um, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's it is it is disgraceful. Um, the uh, the game we saw on Sunday between Washington and the Dolphins. Uh, you know, I mean, who wants to watch that uh, on on a Sunday afternoon or any afternoon for that matter? Um, at least with with, uh, you know, at least with the Lions, like I said, I mean, the last two games didn't turn out like you hoped. There's still a chance that uh, they could end up with a losing record. There's a good chance they could end up with a winning record. At least the football we're watching uh, is watchable uh, and entertaining as opposed to uh, the uh, the stuff that's going on in, uh, in other cities. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And, and despite the uh, outcome of last night's game, 23-22, which is a very Lionesque score, it <laughs> was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, and, uh, well, Pat, we'll see what happens next week against the Vikes. Against the Vikes, We will talk to you on Monday of next week. I'm a little off my game because of this Monday night football stuff. Kept me up too late <laughs> last night. But that's what happens. Pat, thank you very much. I always enjoy your, uh, I always enjoy your perspective, sir. Thank you. Pat Batchelor, of course, is the morning anchor at WDET, Detroit Public Radio. We talk Lions the day after each and every Lions game during the season. Glad to have him doing that. This is something that goes back several years between the two of us. Uh, and it's it's kind of funny to watch Pat's transformation. He's much more analytical and less passionate than he used to be about these sorts of things. But I suppose you have to be somewhat detached as a Lions fan, lest you feel burned yet again. Anyway, he'll be back next week after that game with the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, tune in tomorrow. We've got an interesting show coming up. I believe R.J. King from D-Business is going to join me to talk a little bit about some of the transformation taking place in the Corktown neighborhood as it, results, uh, as it relates to the Ford Motor Company's move into the train station. Lots of other moving parts over there, so we'll get an update on what's happening there on tomorrow's program. Don't forget on Fridays, we do the week that was here on Deadline Detroit. Always looking forward to that. There is a lot of stuff happening in the news this week, and obviously we'll keep you up to date on some of the fun stories, uh, including a tease here of a story about a guy, a politician, a mayor, who got caught up in a sex scandal of epic proportions and got reelected a couple days later. Tell you more about that later in the week, just because it is that outrageous. All right. Don't forget, you can send me an email, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. Easy to find me there. Don't forget Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, tw uh, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. I'm available at all those places as well. In fact, don't mind to, you know, I don't mind if you connect me. I'm sort of full up on Facebook friends on my personal page, but my show page has plenty of room for everybody. The Craig Folly Show on Facebook. You can follow that and uh, all my posts for the day show up there, and podcasts and all that good stuff. All right, thanks for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See you then. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.